Hi, I'm Christina, the CEO at Scopio, the largest library of authentic photos. You can find us on Instagram at Scopio Images, and this is a series bringing the most talented photographers around the world to give us tips, ideas, and tell us about current events they really care about. We know you will find actionable, real steps to build your career and ideas. Hope you enjoy. How are you? Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks Hi. for inviting me. So okay. uh, at the beginning, I'm a product designer. I studied, uh, studied in uh, my country, product design. And then I worked in a paper craft studio. And mm -hmm. after I did a small courses in fashion, also in Tunisia. But then I got a scholarship to go study in Italy. And that was a master degree which called Design for the Fashion System in Politecnico di Milano. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, uh, just the point that I want to say is that uh, a lot of people are asking me, how did you get to go to Italy? Because from my country, it's kind of not impossible, but it's very hard to go to um, such a university or to get a scholarship. Scholarship is something that you can have a dream for. Especially in your industry, like maybe a scholarship to be a doctor or an engineer. Not even, not really? even, not even. No, the, like we don't even have Erasmus. Erasmus we have in just few universities. And scholarship is something that you need to search for and you need to give a lot of papers and it's, it's really hard. And like when I first get it, I was like, really, you're giving me money to study? Me? You're giving me money? It was like a dream come true, you know? And like our families here in, in my country, they like, they have to sell houses or some lands that they have to give money to their people and invest in their education because they know they don't have any other thing to invest on. So this is to sum up a bit the situation. So I studied in, uh, in Milan, as I said, uh, design for the fashion system, which is a master degree a bit different than what people expect. Okay. It's more about what's new in the fashion industry. It's more about fashion communication, uh, fashion management, uh, everything about uh, biomaterials, new textiles, smart textiles, everything related to innovation and all this kind of stuff. So styling. So, so what's like the most innovative thing that you're seeing now? Yeah, actually, when you when you think about Milan and you think about all the fashion week and all this kind of stuff, but it, it isn't it isn't like that. <laughs> Milan is full of research, it's full of innovation, and it's full of uh, creative people that not only seek about the style and the creation itself, but they also seek about the um, sustainability. So in all, the, um, in all the courses in my university, for example, we are focused on sustainability. There's nothing else that we should focus about. For example, biomaterials. Biomaterials is something that really inspires me and uh, inspires all the people, uh, all the designers around me. Uh, also, something else is the, um, the cultures. Then the thing that I personally am concerned about is the globalization and the local. And how are we, go f how are we going to go from the globalization to the local? And what is the new local that were we going for? Because as I, as I noticed, as we have new consumers in this age of, for example, take, we take fashion. 
people don't consume fashion as they used to consume before. People are making it more personal. They are making it more, they try to focus on the details of the materials. Who is the brand? Uh, who's the designer? Are the designers well paid? Are the people well paid? What is the impact on the environment? And all these kind of stuff. So I think that sustainability is uh, the key thing of, of my industry now. So how are you addressing that? To be honest, the first advice is to be personal. Be personal. It's like, uh, be yourself. When, you be, when you're being yourself, you're, no one is influencing you. So you're not gonna go buy from fast fashion. Your stuff will, will last for a hundred years because it's you, it's you who choose them. For example, all this kind of stuff here you see around me. Yeah, sure. Start, yep, they're all thrifted. They don't belong to fast fashion. They, I don't buy them. I just, it just cost me like even less one, one euro to buy something and it's second or third hand. So be yourself, create your own style, forget about what the society, if the society will judge you or whatever. If you want to wear something, just wear it. Make your own, like choose your own patterns, choose your own colors. Don't make anybody influence you. And in this, in this, um, in this case, like your, your clothes will last more, your products will last more. So tell, so, so you do style, like what are you, what have, what have you practiced on? What have you done? You do photography, you do styling, you do, can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you make and do? Yeah, actually in my country, you need to do everything. <laughs> you need to do everything because you don't have any other options. Like sometimes you don't find the other people or the incomes to someone to do it. So I'm doing art direction with uh, my friend, Jasmine. Uh, you already met Jasmine. And I'm also doing a stylist and uh, as fashion also. I was trying to sue pattern making, but I'm not good in those things. <laughs> I'm not good in those things. Uh, so for me, I also do communication and all this, everything around fashion. But, I, but the most important thing for me is to raise awareness and uh, let people see from their own perspective. Like, Everybody should create their own reality, their own beauty standards, their own personal style, as I said before. How can they do that? How can they work on that? I don't know. They need to be confident, to be honest. They need to be confident. They need to not think about how the society will judge them. Because, for example, me in the streets, wearing all these colors that I choose, I'm going to be judged. But this is my personal style. This is what I love. So I don't care about it. I'm going to wear them once and twice and too many times. And my clothes will be so much sustainable for me. And I'm going to create a relationship with my products. And this relationship, it, I don't know, it gives more value to, to everything around you. So mm. also, also in the process of creation. Yeah. Uh, like uh, if we want to talk about the process of the creation, uh, I want to like highlight the point of uh, inclusiveness. If you are a photographer, if you are a fashion designer, product designer, whatever you are, don't forget about the inclusiveness. Don't forget about, uh, don't forget to see beyond your biases. Don't forget about uh, like try to include everyone, try to include the reality that we are living in. 
not only represent the white space, uh, they say. Like the white, do you know what is the white space? No. Okay. Like, for example, if you think about the commercials of um, Apple, Apple will represent like a MacBook, a MacBook or whatever computer they will represent with a white space, a very clean desk, a soft light, a white background, which is not true. We don't live. We created, don't live in such a background. Don't yeah. live such Space. So this is a white space that they are talking about. This is not. This is completely not the reality that we are uh, that we are living. So if you wanna uh, show a product, uh, like uh, do publicity, whatever you wanna do, show it in its real life. Show the process. Show the the when you use it, how you use it, and and even if it's messy, even if it's I don't know broken or whatever, but show the reality of things. Uh, also, I want to advise people to stand for their values, because mm. if you don't stand for your values, you're nothing. Like, uh, I don't know, I want to support such a case or such a case. Yeah. I'm not going to let people influence me to change that. So, so how do you do that with your, how do you do that with photography or how do you do that with your art? Like, I have, for example, the values that I respect cultures. I respect culture so much. So I'm not in, in my photo shoot, for example, I'm gonna study every sign. For example, if I'm gonna use a cultural product in, uh, in me or in, the, in my scene, that I need to see, understand the signs that this, uh, these elements are representing, if they are uh, appropriate or not appropriate, if they are religious or not religious, if, if they, they hurt people or not. Like uh, if, I don't know, like for example, especially, don't try to represent these cultures as costumes or as decoration or yeah. something. So beware of cultural appropriation, especially for everybody who is working with images and communication. Beware of that because you may be hurting some people. You may be hurting some populations that 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 can yeah. be even like minorities and they don't even have the voice to speak. Yeah. What do you think about products like the Fez? For example, I see a lot of like the Fez, the red hat, like, you know, the Fez hat with the little thing, the Turkish empire used to have it. And I see that, I see photographers in Africa, they use it a lot in the Middle East, they use it a lot. Uh, I don't, I, I think it's I like the red bucket kind of hat. Ah. I have, it, I have it in my, it's, uh, it's, not it. Only, uh, it's not only Turkish, actually. Fez, it's got, but, it's, but it represents the occupation of the Turkish Empire. I think they're the ones that spread it. Uh, you, yeah. I, I think it's another debate. <laughs> I think it's no, another debate. My, yeah, my, for example, this, this it's a tradition of, um, like, my grandparents, for example, yeah. would wear it. But there's nothing, nothing is, um, for us, it's not meaning something related with Turkish Empire. Yeah, it's not like, at all. Those, those symbols, like things like that, I always wonder, like, at some point things become mainstream or people don't associate, there's no association anymore. Some people associate, some people don't associate. So it's yeah. always, always we, call it, we call it Sheshaya. Sheshaya is red and it's yeah. like this. 
And yeah. now nowadays it's coming in uh, different colors for young people to wear. Oh, really? I was wondering because I'm seeing them on Instagram a lot and I was like, hmm, I, I don't know mm. what's going on with this this thing. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks really great in the pictures. But In in North Africa, it it's more or less not representing uh, the Turkish Empire, as I know. Yeah. As I know. Uh, because it has um, like a deep meaning, you know. You see your grandparents wearing it. You see your ancestors wearing it as um, I don't know. It's like I don't know how to represent it, but it has a more historical meaning. Romantic, and, and maybe. Special, yeah, emotional meaning, especially this kind of thing. We have also a lot of other things like Sifseri, for example, and a lot of things that are related to that. If you're in Milan now, like say you work, say you stay in Milan and you work there. Like no, I'm not in Milan. What? No, not in Milan. Now, in, now I'm in Tunisia. Oh, you're in Tunisia now. Okay. Yeah. So for if you were in another country now, do you think it would be harder for you to be this way? Like, how, how do you think like people should adapt? adapt? Because you have like this very rich culture and you're saying I re you respect culture so much. But if you're in another culture, like if you're in the Italian culture, how do you find like a balance between that as an artist? Actually, I try to talk about it. This is the only thing that I can do. I try to do some projects about it, uh, especially when we have group works. I try to always introduce and propose some stuff that we can do that's related to my country. And it's, it's, it's a very interesting point because while working in group in my university, for example, everybody is, is sharing some stuff from their culture. Like we have people from China, people from Mexico, people from Colombia, and I really love my friends and I miss them. <laughs> so we all work together and everybody's bringing like small stuff from their country, like even a know-how or some meaning signs or some stuff like this. So I think group work allowed me to, to talk about my culture, in, at least in my university. But then there is a lot of uh, misunderstandings uh, for example, in Italy or in Milan, I like, there's a lot of stereotypes and misunderstandings yeah. that I faced. Yeah, well, that's why it's important to highlight artists like you that are doing something so unique and showing a different side of culture where they, people never really had a chance to talk about yeah. and show their own culture. Everyone else is always talking for them. So, um, so thank you for coming on. And uh, I, I hope to meet you soon. Thank you so much. For Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm Christina, the CEO at Scopio. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Scopio Images. Head over to Scopio, S-C-O-P.io, for access to the world's largest library of authentic images. Scope them out. And if you're a photographer, don't forget to sign up to get the world to use your diverse images. Thanks, and see you next week.